Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Torea Rodriguez, who's an FDN practitioner and a transformational life coach. Thanks so much for being here, Torea. Amy, it is my pleasure. I'm very excited. This is going to be great. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. We have so much in common. It's amazing. We do. We do. We're both practitioners and do the transformational coaching method, and we're both into travel and came to this work through our own health challenges. I think that's sort of like sums it up. Yeah, pretty much does sum it up. And, you know, we were chatting a little bit earlier and kind of amazed that we hadn't actually gotten together yet. We know so many people in common. Isn't that so funny? And that is what's so great about, you know, connecting online and, and meeting all these people from all over the, the world, really. It's like we have all these, you know, six degrees of separation and then you meet and it's like fast friends. That's right. That's right. It's definitely a small world when you start getting involved in, um, a certain niche of people and uh, it's nice to connect with people that you can share things with have that bond so, and connection. It's so important and I think community is so important to our health so I just love it and you know I, I love to totally nerd out and jam on all these things anyway so right we're <laughs> I know we have a good lot. company. That's right okay so now you're a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Correct. Okay, great. Tell me a little bit more about that. So functional diagnostic nutrition uh, practitioners, it's a certification that you can get through uh, functional diagnostic nutrition, FDN Inc. Um, They're an outfit out in San Diego, California, and they focus primarily on functional medicine, which is really the looking at the biochemistry in the body to understand where systems might be malfunctioning prior to any disease state forming. So it's Mm -hmm. very important to make the distinction between our traditional medical system is trained in diagnosing the disease state and really focusing on that part of health. And FDN is really focusing on feeling fantastic all the way up to those symptoms. When we get symptoms, we already have malfunction occurring. So Mm -hmm. our area of focus is trying to take those symptoms and kind of reverse them on that gauge to get them back into vitality and restore them to optimal function. And so that's what functional diagnostic nutrition is. It's a boatload of biochemistry, which is my undergrad, and I totally love that. I love geeking out on the biochemistry, but it provides us with clues to help people get better, feel better, um, put chronic illness into remission, all of those things. I love it. Yeah, because it's really getting to the root and not just like band-aiding all these symptoms that come up and, and, you know, pushing them deeper in the body so that they can come out again as a bigger illness. Right, right. And that's very common sometimes. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I know, uh, you know, I went through the Nutritional Therapy Association for my training and, you know, there's a ton of overlap between people that'll do that and then do FDN or, or vice versa. And I really love the, the, the information that's there. And it's really definitely on my list for one of my next trainings. There's a million different things oh, I to know. do, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I pretty much figured that when I stop learning is when I die. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you right there. It's like, which program this year? So seriously. Yeah. yeah. And there's new ones coming out all the time. I just love it. And then of course we, we've both done the transformational, uh, coaching method. Yes. 
uh, transformational coaching and then their mastery course. The transformational coaching method is not only how to be a better coach, but it's really kind of looking at our belief systems and our behaviors and understanding what those beliefs are causing us to how they're causing us to be stuck and really um, redefining it so that we can get unstuck. And it's it's huge in terms of chronic illness. It's pretty amazing. It's so important because, you know, so many people, it's sort of like if I gave everybody like the golden key, the exact plan to follow to get out of, you know, their illness or their stuck situation or whatever, a lot of those people or a lot of people would not be able to enact that plan. They would not just be able to follow it because they're going to be trapped in, you know, dysfunctional thought patterns or belief patterns and not be able to move forward. It's actually not knowing the lack of information. It's not the lack of information. It's being able to move out of that stuck state. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot of things that we can put into action with diet and lifestyle and supplementation, but there is quite a bit of space there for our beliefs and behaviors and mm-hmm. really changing those so that really at the end of the day, we want to be different so that we can be healthy, but we don't want to have to be thinking about being different. We want it mm-hmm. to just be who just we happen. are and just happen. Yeah. And that's the kind of work that TCM affords us to do is to help people get to that point to make those transformations so that they look back and they're like, wow, I can't believe how did I that happened. That. Like, <laughs> how did, what? what how, I've always been this way. I don't know what you're talking exactly. about. And that's, I love that's that. exactly what that work is all about. It's so incredibly powerful. And, you know, so this is great. And I mean, it sounds like these are such a natural fit for you. And But this wasn't always your profession. Like you, you were a pilot? I was. I was a professional <laughs> pilot for a period of time. And I flew charter and also for private families in the Bay Area. And I flew turboprops and jets for those clients. And I loved that job. And that, that was definitely a dream job, for sure. Wow. And what brought you to that? Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) The career before that was uh, Silicon Valley Tech. Um, I got out of college with biochemistry and a um, very intimidating amount of college debt um, and (laughs) realized that I needed to pay it off. Um, And I also had a parent that was dependent on me at that time financially, so I needed to go into the workforce. Uh, Grad school wasn't an option at the time. And Um, so I went into tech, but, um, I'm telling you the cubicle lifestyle pretty much almost did me in. Like I just couldn't deal. And, um, so I was trying to figure out, okay, grad school, veterinary school, what should I do? And, um, it was a girlfriend actually who had learned how to fly. She was born and raised in Alaska and, um, it's just kind of the way of Alaskans is flying. And she Mm -hmm. had learned how to fly, and I went to college with her, and she was a very good friend, and I was just like, wow, that's cool. If Lorena can do it, well, uh, I I can go check that out. I'm going to go take a lesson, you know, and I thought it was just going to be a hobby, something for Mm -hmm. me to kind of bide my time in tech and make it a little bit less painful. And and so if you talk to my husband, the story is within two weeks, I came home and announced that I was going to become a professional pilot and quit my job. And um, that's pretty much what I did in the next couple of years is I pretty much put myself through flight school and uh, became a pilot after that. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was. I, I fell in love with it. Head over heels, everything about it. The the lack of a cubicle, um, you know, the the varying schedule, the getting to meet people, the getting to go places, the beautiful views, um, the sense of accomplishment, being able to actually command an aircraft like that is amazing. It's fun. Right. Yeah. So it it was really great. I loved it. That's incredible. I love it. So you did that for a while, and then. What happened? So then in uh, 2009, I went for a routine OBGYN exam and um, basically told her that I was having some trouble with fatigue. And it was pretty much becoming not normal. Um, I was sleeping 14 hours a day and still feeling very tired. And as a pilot, you are tired. So it's hard to distinguish. Am I tired because I work these crazy hours? Um, and I have a demanding job, or am I tired for some other reason? But I was sleeping 14 hours a night and still feeling like I was getting hit by a truck the next day. And um, she said, well, you know, let's let's just do some blood work. And I said, okay, sure. And it was the first time ever in my life that I had ever come back with non-normal blood work, and it was my thyroid. My thyroid was out of whack, and so she asked me to see an endocrinologist, and I started to see an endocrinologist who – put me on thyroid medication, and um, that seemed to make it a little bit better in the beginning, but mm-hmm. then it didn't, it wasn't getting better. It was starting to get worse, and um, so he upped my medication some more, and um, about a year later, I was coming up on my medical exam that I needed to do for flying, my flight medical, and I went to the endocrinologist, and I said, look, you know, I need to show labs now for the FAA. They monitor thyroid medication. Oh, do they? Yes, they do. And and thyroid issues. And so now I'm in this other class of flight medical. It's called a special issuance flight medical. And and I needed to show lab work that was normal, and I couldn't. And so I basically went into his office and got a little, I don't know, type A on him and said, look, I have to pass this flight medical in one month. What are we going to do? And he kind of just threw up his hands and said, well, you know, the only options I have left for me is to irradiate your thyroid and cut out the rest of the tissue. Oh, goodness. And I kind of did a whole – put breaks went on hard. Um, yeah. And I said, you know what, that's not something that I really want to do. I want to try and pursue some kind of natural way to heal this. I know uh, – at the time, I knew a lot of people with thyroid issues, including mm-hmm. a lot of pilots with thyroid issues. They were able to get it under control. Why not me? Right. Um, and so I really wanted to figure out a way that I could get it under control without having to go under the knife, without having to irradiate myself. I was getting enough radiation. Thank you very much. Flying at 35 feet all the time. <laughs> um, you know, so I really wanted to take a step back. So I did. I, I um, took medical leave with my job. Um, decided that I would not fly for a little while, try and figure it out, and um, and couldn't figure it out. Like, it really, it was really frustrating. Um, it is, and that's the thing that, you know, so many people dealing with thyroid issues, it is frustrating because you think that you're doing everything right or you think you're going, you know, you think the endocrinologist knows or whatever, and so often they're doing such a limited range of labs and they're, you know, only giving you like T4 replacement and all, you know, it's very frustrating. It is very frustrating. And um, I got fed up and consulted Dr. Google, um, (laughs) proceeded to scare myself. But then one night I found a practitioner by the name of Chris Kresser 
Yeah. And uh, I was pretty much, I, I did not care where he was on the planet. I was going to fly to him and see him and uh, called him up and said, will you take me on? And he was willing to take me on at the time. And um, he really did, uh, for the first time, I had done functional medicine labs, which was way more extensive than any doctor mm-hmm. ever put me through. And um, he discovered quite a few things. He discovered that it was Hashimoto's and that it was an autoimmune disease. Um, He discovered a really bad iron anemia, which kind of explained why I was getting hypoxic at cabin altitudes much lower than normal. Mm -hmm. Um, That's also a job hazard, by the way. Um, And uh, we also found a lot of issues with adrenal health and, you know, the kind of list went on and on and on, but I finally found somebody who is willing to look at my immune system and why was my immune system malfunctioning? Not right. necessarily the thyroid. So it was with working with him and another doctor that he recommended in um, San Francisco, I was finally able to get to a point where I started to feel better. Mm-hmm. I wasn't to a point where I could go back to fly again because because my labs did not become normal for probably four years. Wow. Um, and at that point was another transition of realizing that I needed to give up on that dream and that I needed to do something else. Um, that also got very complicated in the whole process, but discovering mm-hmm. functional medicine and really starting to take a good hard look at my diet, my lifestyle, the supplements that I was using, all of those things, layering all of those things together is what made the biggest difference. Exactly. Right. It's a full rebuilding. It's a whole picture thing. It's never just like one quick, oh, well, we'll just adjust your diet, you know, or whatever. It's a full lifestyle change. Yeah. And there was no amount of Synthroid that was going to help me. No. No. And isn't it frustrating that so many people just, I mean, that's the thing. You went back, you're like, what's going on? I'm I'm following what you're saying. This isn't happening. And it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to destroy your thyroid. Like, that's really, really, that's where you want to go? That's all you have? Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. That's why functional medicine is so vitally important. And, I mean, like you said, labs that were never done. And all of a sudden, you discover, oh, okay, your, your whole body's in balance. Yeah. No wonder the thyroid, you know, is showing exactly. up. No wonder you're fatigued. There and, so, yeah. There are so many layers to the whole piece with autoimmunity and compromised immune system and chronic illness. It, it, there's a lot of different layers and needing to go through all of those layers in detail and make small tweaks to every single one of them is what made such a huge change. You know, and I can qualify for an aviation medical, even though I have chosen to do a different career at this point. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and now you're helping other people, you know, make those changes and, and come back from those, you know, kind of full body breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was it was pretty amazing getting to work with Chris Kresser and then a couple other practitioners after that. It really ignited my love of biochemistry again, so I, I've kind of come full circle in that sense. And um, and I, when I discovered FDN as a course and a way to get a certification, that it it was hands down. That's exactly what I was going to do because I wanted to turn around and help other people. I did not want to have anybody else, pilot or otherwise, go to an endocrinologist that basically said the only thing that I can do is cut out a piece of you. Right. And even then, that probably wouldn't have fixed it. No, it probably wouldn't have. Right. 
and you would have just been on more and more and more medicine and miserable. And then what? There's at that point, it's gone. What are you going to rebuild? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, obviously, people that have had this done can still make, you know, leaps and bounds in their health. But when you remove, you know, part of your body, it, there's no getting it back. It's gone. Right. And yeah. I, would, I would like to live as long as possible with as many of my parts as possible. Thank you very much. <laughs> They're there for a reason. That's right. That's what I always think when people talk about, you know, they go to the doctor or whatever, and the doctor's like, oh, we'll just take your gallbladder out. Like, you don't need it. And it's like, hmm, why is it there? Exactly. <laughs> It's not at all functional to digestion. Yeah. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. And so I know, you know, just switching gears a little bit, we've also connected on our love of travel, which with your pilot background, like, I'm not surprised at all that you love to travel, but you've got kind of a cool adventure coming up. We do have a cool adventure. Um, my husband uh, works for, you know, a Silicon Valley tech company, and they reward their um, employees with a sabbatical, and so he gets six weeks off this year, which in oh, awesome. the United States, that's freaking unheard of. Yeah, um, no kidding. So he gets six weeks off, and so we've been kind of thinking, well, what do we want to do with that six weeks? Like, where could we go? Well, let's go to Iceland. Let's go to South Africa. Let's go, you know, all of these different places. And really what we um, what we really wanted to do was we really wanted to see more of the national forests and national parks of the United States and Canada. And um, we bought a Eurovan. So we have a Volkswagen Eurovan and we are getting it ready to go. We leave in a few weeks and we're going to be on a six weeks trip touring around. Um, we're going to go to Yellowstone, Glacier National Park, up into Canada, head west. To Banff? Yeah, up to Banff. We've been to Banff before, so we may not go to Banff proper. Mm-hmm. But definitely to the forests and the provincial national parks up there nearby. And then we're going to kind of head west uh, through southern British Columbia and then head down the coast and kind of meander our way back to California. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited for you. Yeah, we're <laughs> so excited to do this trip. And we're intentionally going uh, where there's no phone service, where there's no Internet. Like, we're intentionally getting off-grid. Yeah, um, unplugging. Yeah. Huge, huge amount of unplugging is going to be happening, and we're both very excited. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, those areas are so unbelievably, stunningly gorgeous and transformative. It's unreal. I mean, I had, you know, when we did Yellowstone, I, it is a whole other world. It's like a different planet. It is. It is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's so much geothermal activity there. It's it's pretty amazing. I've been a couple times. My husband has never been, so we're definitely, uh, I'm definitely taking him there. Yeah, um, yeah. The whole area, of Montana, jams, you know. I know, I know. Isn't that fun? And the whole area of Montana and Wyoming is oh, gorgeous. It really is yeah. a pretty yeah. place of the country. So we're excited to do that trip. Um, we both have been needing some recharge, and you know, I work with a lot of my clients getting the mountain nature. That's hugely important. And um, as much as I try and do that myself. To be honest, I'm behind a computer a lot, a lot more than I probably should be. And so it's going to be essential for me to do it as well. Yeah, it's huge. And, uh, yeah, really all about connecting with nature, getting out there, getting that fresh air, you know, of course, getting out in the sunshine and just seeing that beauty. I mean, that really is like refilling to your body. It absolutely is. There's, there's, you know, there's a whole practice 
to some people who practice something called earthing. And at mm-hmm. first I was like, oh, my God, that's some weird hippy-dippy thing. <laughs> it's really kind of off the rocker. What do you mean? I have to walk around barefoot all the time. Um, but there really is something to be said for connecting to the earth and getting outside with trees, with grass, with fresh air, feeling the sunlight on your skin. That's a very important part of being human. And mm-hmm. um, it translates deep into our biochemistry. And yes. um, when I started really looking at the biochemistry piece and geeking out on that, that's when I realized, oh, these folks who are walking around barefoot all the time talking about earthing, who I think are off their rocker, are really not off their rocker. They're actually getting some really great benefit from it. So it's it's good to get outside as much as you can. Yeah, it is. And, you know, earthing is, like, so easy to do. And for people that don't know what we're talking about, you know, it really is, you know, being barefoot and in contact with the earth. And technically, you know, you could just walk out in your backyard barefoot and stand in the grass. Yeah. And earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that simple. Um, It's challenging in the city because there's a lot of concrete. But you can find some patches of grass. And the whole point is to not only have... Um, stimulus to the bottom of your feet. That's that's one reason why it works so well. But the other part mm-hmm. is to um, move the magnetic energy back and forth between the body and the earth. And that's right. that's the grounding part of it. That's the earthing part of it. Is that energy transfer? Right, and that's measurable. You know, that's you know, like you said, it seems like a hippy dippy thing, but that that exchange is actually measurable. Yeah. Speaking of measurable. Um, do you do much with heart rate variability? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, so heart rate variability, for the folks that don't know, that is the measure of your vagal tone or your vagus nerve. It's also a measure of the uh, parasympathetic versus sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is the one that's responsible for the fight or flight, let's run away from the lion stuff, all the stress that we deal with. And then the parasympathetic nervous system is the one that's responsible for rest, digesting, all of the things we don't think about, like the heart beating and the lungs pumping air in and out. That's the parasympathetic nervous system. And heart rate variability is a way that you can actually measure it. So you can wear a chest strap that's a heart rate monitor and have an app on your phone that will tell you what your heart rate variability is. And you can see it change. And when you walk outside, and you're in nature, you can actually see your heart rate variability change. So it's it's definitely measurable. It's hard to see, but it is measurable. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually haven't used it in that in that way, and that's pretty amazing. Do you do that work with like through HeartMath? It's HeartMath is exactly the same thing. I don't use HeartMath. Um, their mm-hmm. system is a it's a bit cumbersome to use. Okay, in my opinion. Um, it's also a little bit on the more expensive side. So I use something called Elite HRV, which is intended for athletic performance and athletic training. Um, but Elite HRV will take a chest strap and connect you to your phone, and it'll measure your heart rate variability. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it until one of my practitioner buddies said, hey, you know, with your autoimmune stuff that you are dealing with, I used to call it autoimmune flare. Um, when I would deal with extra symptoms for autoimmunity, mm-hmm. he said, you know, you should track HRV and see if there's a correlation. Right. 
Like, are you flipping into sympathetic? And, exactly. Yeah. And um, I said, all right, well, I'm game for measuring stuff and looking at science. That's who I am. So, sure, I'll do that. And so I started measuring my heart rate variability every morning consistently to see if there was a correlation. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there was about a 90% correlation between my HRV reading and whether or not I would get autoimmune sy- symptoms later in that day. Oh, wow. It was pretty mind-blowing. And so then I started using it with clients. I said, let's try this. You know, let's see what, see how it goes. And sure enough, it was corresponding with them, too. So autoimmunity has a huge component with an imbalance of uh, sympathetic and parasympathetic mm-hmm. nervous systems. And it now is a tool for them to say, oh, my gosh, I am – my heart rate variability is low, a.k.a. I'm under a lot of stress. I've got a lot of sympathetic nervous system stuff going on. Maybe I should go do some mindfulness today and see if I can't make mm-hmm. it through the day better. And that I need has to do been, some grounding. Yes. I need to do some, you know, meditation, whatever. And that can shift them out of that imbalance. It absolutely can. And so it's been a huge therapeutic tool with myself and my clients of getting a just kind of a read on, like, How's the body doing? Where's the stress? Do we have a lot of it right now? Do we need to balance that out and getting them to really focus in on that? And that's been huge in their healing. Huge. That's really cool. I love that because, you know, there's been a lot of anecdotal evidence previously that that something's going on here because those are the nights that, you know, people aren't sleeping so well. They're unable to, like, fully rest. They, Mm -hmm. you know, aren't, you know, their digestion is disturbed. You know, they're having the heartburn or their whatever is going on with their digestion. Um, And that's, you know, people would say, oh, I'm in a flare. Right. But it's like flipped. <laughs> you're yes. in a in a sympathetic or stress response, so you're having the symptoms of a flare exactly. or symptoms of your autoimmune issue. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. And how empowering to know that, you know, we can track that, we can see when it's coming and we can be proactive about that and take the steps that we need to take rather than which can, you know, head it off or lessen the duration as opposed to feeling like a victim to, oh, I'm having a flare, like my illness has me. Yeah, it's very similar to using it for athletic performance. It's Mm -hmm. almost the same. I mean, athletes who are overtraining are providing too much stress to their body. That's what overtraining Mm -hmm. is. And folks with autoimmunity or chronic illness are often undergoing too much stress. And whether that's an internal stress, like a Uh, food allergy or uh, some kind of parasite that they have, or it's, you know, just stress from work or relationships, all of that stuff, right? It's, it still Mm -hmm. adds up. It's the same as a professional athlete pushing themselves for six hours a day in the gym or on the bike. It's the exact same thing. So it's the same kind of principle. And it's just been a really great tool to do that and have that gauge every morning to see like, okay, what kind of day is it going to be? Is it going to be a day where I can push or is it going to be a day where I need to rest? Yeah, I like that a lot. It's kind of like that spoon theory when people talk about, you know, with with chronic illness, like how many spoons they have and and how many spoons they have that day to either give away or do they need to keep some or, you know, are they out of spoons? (laughs) And so I think that's really kind of a great visual to say, like, yeah, can I can I kind of do all these things on my to do list today or do I need to take it easier so that tomorrow I can rebound and and do what I need to do? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's a really great tool. Wow. That's very cool. So just a chest strap and the app 
yeah. will help you get there. Yeah, and I'll send these to you, Amy, so we can put them in the show notes for people. Awesome. Yeah, so for anybody listening, I know you're probably multitasking, so don't worry about writing anything down. It'll all be on the show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. You just go under podcast, under episodes, click this episode, and you'll find everything that we're talking about here. Oh, awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. And now I know that you've got also something that you're going to offer our listeners that we can put on the show notes. You're going to do a call. Yes. Awesome. That's wonderful. So I'm going to put that. There's a special code that we're going to do real vitality and they will enter that in when they book the call with you. That's right. right. Yeah. So we'll have okay. a link and a code and that will get them that call free of charge and I'll be able to meet with that. I love that. That's so fabulous. That's really a generous offer. Thank you so much. And I will make sure to put that link on the show notes for anybody listening. Terea, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time and expertise. It has been so fun. The time just really flew. I know. I I'm amazed. Could... <laughs> so fast but yeah we'll have to do it again there's so much more to talk about we didn't even dig into like all the tcm stuff yet so i know yeah i know and i really want to talk to you when you get back from your trip and dig into all of that and see you know what you discovered along the way oh yes absolutely and i'll probably be posting stuff to my blog about the trip so by the time they listen to this i'll be done but if you want to go look yourself and see the pictures and the things that i'm doing to stay healthy on the road and um, you know, be able to deal with an autoimmune disease while traveling in a van for six weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, sometimes we think that it's not possible that, you know, yeah, I'm we sick do. and I am reliant on having a certain setup in my house. And um, this is a challenge for me to discover how those things can be changed and adopted on the road and still be able to do those things because there was a big period of time where, um I, I couldn't travel, right? I couldn't fly anymore as a profession. I couldn't even fly as a passenger. Like, it, I would get really sick just mm -hmm. from the stress of travel. And I really thought, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to see the world like I wanted to and um, be able to do the things that I wanted to. And after the work that I've done and continuing to focus on my health, like, these things are now starting to become a reality. And I want to make sure that other people can see that, yes, you can have a total transformation and still get to do the things that you love to do. I think that's so huge. You know, that's that's been my story as well. I mean, you know, for so long I was so ill and, and I mean, I even had to quit working, everything to rebuild my health and then, you know, to be able to move across the country to have a farm and then now to be able to, you know, travel for two years. I mean, we, we specifically did um, a motorhome so that I would have, you know, the ability to cook and have nourishing food. I would have my supplements with me and, you know, have a comfortable bed to sleep in and all of these things because I need to, even though my health is in a great place, you know, I do have to be very mindful about building that and maintaining that because it is easier to slip back into a flare, you know, a so-called flare. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important and I think very empowering for people to see how people do that so that they can do it for themselves. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, thanks again for your time. And I, again, all of these links will be on the show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. Under podcast, under episodes, click the episode and you'll find all the links. Terea, thanks again. Thanks, Amy. It was my pleasure. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.